The first word comes from Luke's Gospel, chapter 23, beginning at verse 32. Two other men, both criminals, were also led out with Jesus to be executed. When they came to the place called the Skull, there they crucified him, along with the criminals, one on his right, the other on his left. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for your presence here with us. And as we consider your words spoken from the cross, may they come to us as if spoken right into our hearts. Take my lips, Lord Jesus, and speak through them. Take our minds and think through them. Take our wills and bend them to your own. And O oh Lord Jesus, on this very day, take our hearts and set them on fire with love for yourself. We pray this for your name's sake. Amen. For Jesus, in speaking from the cross, this first word says, Father, forgive them. They do not know what they are doing. For him to, in the first place to call him Father, to address God Almighty as Father, was one of the things that absolutely drove the religious authorities to exasperation and forced them almost in a most wicked way to crucify him. To call God Father speaks about an intimate relationship, a personal relationship, and as if God himself, in bearing a son, having a son, who's Jesus, the only begotten, as we say in our creed, was an offence to them. On the cross over his head were the words concerning Jesus, written by the governor Pilate, Jesus, King of the Jews, in three different languages. Even that offended them. Say he claimed to be King of the Jews. Who Jesus was, impaled upon the cross, was the very issue he was there. And in his calling God, Father, gave that impression clear and distinct that he, Jesus, saw himself as the very Son of God. Secondly, for him to say, Father, forgive them. That was absolutely astounding. Here he is, nailed, impaled to the cross. Let me just describe that for a moment. When they crucified him, and that's all it says, they, they crucified him. What they did was stretch him out on a cross beam of wood, kneel on his arms, hold them in place, and drive a spike through the wrist. And with the other one, to kneel on his arm, drive a spike through the base of his hand. And that would be excruciating, going through a nerve center and the joint between the wrist and the hand. A man would scream out and his body would curl up in the excruciating pain. They would drag down his legs, kneel on his shins, 
and drive a spike through his feet. Then they would hoist that crossbeam up, drop it in a hole in the ground, wedge it there and leave a man to die in that excruciating pain. And here is Jesus who's just had that done to him. And he's saying, Father, forgive them. One of the marks of the greatness and the uh, divinity and the love of Jesus was that he could, in that screaming, painful, unbelievable execution, say, forgive them. And then his reason for forgiving them, they know not what they do. Well, I'll tell you this. There were some things they did know. They did know his claim to be God, make himself equal with God, the Son of God. They did know that. That was what came out at the trial. And once he said that, he was led out to be executed. He claimed to be divine, God in the flesh. They did know that. They also knew that those hands impaled upon the cross had reached out and healed lepers and given sight to the blind, even touching those who were untouchable. They knew, they knew he raised a dead man. They knew that. They knew he healed the sick, gave hearing to the deaf, fed the hungry, gave dignity back to prostitutes. They knew all that. That they did know. They were crucifying a man who did good. What they did not know, as Jesus said, forgive them, they don't know what they're doing. What they did not know was that in nailing Jesus to the cross, he became the very sacrifice for the sins of the world. And in nailing him to the cross, a good man, a wonderful man. From our vantage point now, we know that he was God and he was absolutely thoroughly altogether loving and righteous and all-powerful. And as they nailed him to the cross, they were nailing there a living sacrifice who gave his life in death for us so that we might be forgiven. That they did not know. They did not know that they were accomplishing an atonement, an at-one-ment between God Almighty and all of us. It's almost as if we were all there crucifying Jesus as he died for our sins. You know the old spiritual, were you there when they crucified my Lord? The answer to that question is, yes, we were there. He was dying for our sins. But what they did not know in killing him was that he was laying down his life at their hands so that we might be forgiven. He knew why he was there. He knew what was happening. He'd already battled that out in the Garden of Gethsemane. It was the Father's will the Father who loved him. They had never known any separation ever, but he laid down his life for us on the cross. They did not know what they were doing. But thank you, thank you, Lord Jesus. You knew what you were doing. 
and the Father in heaven knew what was going on and what he had sent you to perform, an atoning sacrifice for the sins of the whole world. They didn't know it, but he did, and he did it to say to you and to me, forgive them. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for us, for bearing our sins, you who were innocent, being made sin for us who knew no sin, you who knew no sin, being made sin for us. How amazing that you would do that. Thank you for loving us that much. Thank you for loving us even now that much. May we hear you say from your heart to ours, Father, forgive them. We pray in your name, Lord Jesus. Amen.